part two. I'm not going to say a huge amount other than um, a very warm welcome to Rosie Crowther. Thank you so much for being willing to speak to us. Something I've been looking forward to for a while now, and I know a good number of us have been. It's good to see a good number of you stand behind. Um, so I'm just going to pray for Rosie and then invite her up to uh, share with us what she's doing on the other side of the world. So let's pray for her before she speaks. Lord God, we thank you so much for Rosie. Lord, we thank you for the blessing that she's been to so many of us here. We pray that you bless her now as she speaks to us, as she shares her presentation. Pray that you bless her, bless us through it. Lord, I pray that um, Lord, you really help us to listen and take it in. But Lord, we thank you especially for you. And Lord, we know that she would say the same. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done in her life and for all that you're doing through her, for the strength that you give her. Lord, we just pray that you'd be with us now in a special way, in your name. Amen. Thank you. Well, in PNG, we would say good night, everybody. (laughs) It's lovely to be with you again. Thank you all for coming and for this wonderful opportunity to hopefully inspire you to keep praying for me and for our work in P&G. Yes, there's a few pictures up there to welcome us to the very different world that Papua New Guinea is. It's a very colourful place, as you can see. Um, And you can see the bird of paradise there. There's 42 different... That's the noise he makes. And do a different, a little dance. is where Papua New Guinea is for any that are uh, not sure and the little red dot where Rungine is and this is uh, Rungine uh, from the top from an aeroplane what it looks like um, from the the plane and the night skies at Rungine um, are really awesome I love night skies, do you? yeah there's something just majestic and awe-inspiring about the, on the clear night, to gaze up and to see all of those stars and to wonder at the great God who put them all in their place. Um, The Rungine night sky can be so beautiful without too many other lights to dull the impact. I love to gaze at the stars and to think of all those millions of stars and to think of that promise to Abraham that his children are as many as the stars and God knows them all. And God holds them all in their place. Um, That's a mind-blowing thought, isn't it? Um, And as I notice how the light of the stars dispels the darkness, it reminds me of a Bible verse, uh, Philippians 2, verse 14 and 15. I'll just read that in full. Um, Philippians 2, 14. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. Isn't that lovely? It's been a real encouragement and a challenge to me recently, a reminder to persevere, especially when the world around seems so broken, so so dark, so troubled. 
Does it seem like that to you? When you look at the world around, does it seem broken and dark and difficult? I do. Um, So it's encouraging to remember that verse of the shining stars. Um, When I arrived in 1997 in Rungine, it was a thriving mission station with the houses that were full of missionary families. Now I'm the only expat left there. Um, So I've watched things deteriorate around me. Um, Papua New Guineans have a very different philosophy. They use things until they break, and then you fix them or buy a new one. Um, So there's no idea of servicing things and looking after things. It's really hard when you buy... uh, Recently, they've had a new generator. They haven't serviced it, so it's broken 18 months later. Um, It's a bit discouraging to live in a place like that and to know what could be different if only they looked after things. Um, And really, when I think about it, there's been little big-picture change in 26 years that I've been there. Um, No change in the beliefs, no change in the culture. So it can be a bit discouraging. Um, Many people hold on to their cultural beliefs. Uh, Magic and sorcery. I've seen a, a return to more sorcery practices. So instead of getting less, they're getting more. And there's tribal fights and payback killings. Papua New Guinea has one of the highest rates in the world for domestic violence. Um, the mobile phone network, it sends out messages to the ladies to, uh, with a helpline um, against the, um, the just domestic violence that they're receiving. And sometimes it's the wives who attack their husbands. So in the last few months, we've had three deaths in the local villages between husbands and wives. So sad, isn't it? Such a broken, dark world. Um, Young people turn to marijuana, to alcohol, to witchcraft. We've got the sons of our health workers, the sons of our pastors involved in those things. And there's been an increase in aggressive and destructive behaviour around in Rumgine. And the leaders just seem so helpless to do anything about it. They're afraid. The spiritual battle is fierce and unrelenting. So that makes it even more essential for all who are believers to shine brightly. And yes, some do. Stars seem to shine more brightly, don't they, when the night is dark, as they contrast with the darkness around them. So in a recent Bible study on Philippians 2, verse 14 and 15, these are some of the darknesses that people see and feel at Rumgine. Some of them are the same, maybe, over here, but we've got some different ones like Sanguma and sorcery, that's witchcraft and sorcery, and uh, murders and payback, corruption. Those things are um, seen as, as dark and difficult. I wonder about the UK. What um, darkness or corruption do you see here in the UK, uh, around you, in the UK culture? What are some of the things you would write up there as the dark things? As many of you know, Papua New Guinea is an animistic culture. So that means they strongly believe in spirits. They fear spirits. They fear spirits of the dead. Um, They fear that other people will harm them with spirit practices, and they fear death. 
So when somebody dies, they look for who has killed them. They call everybody to come. Just recently, there was a three-day meeting in the village where they all had to talk and uh, defend themselves or acknowledge their guilt. Um, The one who had made the leader of the village sick and caused him to die. And they're still continuing on. Uh, Six months later, they're still looking for who has killed that uh, leader and his wife. It just makes me so sad. So sad that the Christians are involving in those sorcery talks. It's like they've got one foot in two canoes. Um, The beliefs in sorcery just hold them so tightly. They've grown up with those beliefs. They're not shining like the stars that they are. My friend Jennifer, her brother died last year. And she found it so hard with all of her family wanting to find who had put magic on him. He was a health worker. He had a medical diagnosis. But all the family wanted to know who's killed him. And she's going to explain to you now herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer. Uh, yes, uh, this uh, what happened. And I have experienced the power of darkness in my own family. <coughs> my older brother died. Uh, he's a HU, he's an educated person. So to our culture, this is uh, hard. So my relatives were not happy. So they wanted to take revenge. And all these things were done there because uh, I was the only person when my brother died. And no one came, no Christian friends or pastors were there. Me, I was alone. And um, the power of darkness were over me. I was feeling that I was right in the darkness. But I, through this darkness, I really held on to God rightly and... Even though they they were planned in my house where I am sitting down to take revenge who have done it, who have done, did so sorry on my brother, who have killed him, made magic, who have planned, and all these things were discussed when I'm watching there. And also they were consulting spirits, spirit of the dead, by preparing a meal and consulting the spirit of the dead. And... All these things were done there, and also taking revenge uh, were done in front of my eyes. Uh, taking the fingers of my brother, fingernails, hair, skin, after washing him, they took all these things and then they put it in the gun and they sold it. So it's part of taking revenge for someone who has done magic on my brother to die. So this, all these things were done in front of my eyes. While I'm watching, while I'm sitting, not talking, just watching and sitting down there. So I could feel and experience that the power of darkness was very high, but I felt that God was with me and guiding me and giving me strength and courage. Thank you all for listening. So she's shining as a star in the darkness. It's a different world, isn't it, Um, to what we're used to here. 
Her relatives want her to continue to con- want to continue to communicate with her dead brother. So they've built this enormous tomb, uh, and they put food there for him. Um, it's difficult. She lives in the house just just close. To, you can see that's her house, looking down on this tomb, where they're doing all these uh, things that she knows are not good. So do pray for Jennifer. She's grieving for her brother, and pray that God will help her to shine and to stand firm. She needs our prayers. Um, Praise God, we have developed a a training course looking at the cultural beliefs about sickness and death. So we've got this book, God's Word um, and Culture, Sickness and Death. And that compares what they believe in the culture against what God's Word says. And this is connecting with people as they... um, These are the trainers... Uh, that are moving around to the districts, giving this this training about this. And the timeline that they're holding, I've got one of them here, this is really helping them. It's it's especially this part here, which starts with um, God having no beginning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit uh, had no beginning. And everything else was created by him. The spirits were created. Everything else was created And it's just really helped them to have it in a picture form. It's like the lights have come on as they've seen that. And Pastor Marseille especially has really grasped this. And he's often sharing this in the church as well as in the courses. So this verse in Colossians 1 verse 16 has been really helpful. For by Christ all things were created, visible and invisible, powers or rulers, And they realize that that means the powers of spirits, the rulers in the darkness. All things were created by Christ and for Christ. In Christ, all things hold together. In everything, Christ has the supremacy. And it's been wonderful to see that verse um, owned, as it were, and shared around and believed and talked strongly by Marseille. Um, This is Pastor Marseille. Um, And he is saying clearly that if God made the spirits, no one needs to fear. Uh, Don't need to fear them, they need to trust God. So we pray on that the truth is beginning to shine and dispel the darkness as Pastor Marseille and the other trainers hold out the word of life, the message of light. Uh, Changing cultural beliefs, it's a long, slow business, but at least we've begun. And Pastor Marseille is going to tell you himself um, a bit about that. Thank you. My name is Pastor Marseille Wadia. Uh, I'm the area coordinator for Northfly. Uh, we have 16 districts and more than uh, 65 local churches. Okay. So, and in Northfly, we have uh, our institutions. We have many, uh, many different people uh, come and serving the Lord in this campus. We have that CXW uh, training program going on, and very soon they are going to put up the nursing college and uh, hospital staff. We have different, uh, different varieties of uh, language groups working here, serving the Lord. And in our ministry, uh, in Northfly, we are also and uh, running rural training courses where all the 
leaders from districts uh, come. We normally have meeting, but in the, especially for rural training courses, we have uh, people who are uh, participating, facilitating in this um, uh, training. So uh, uh, some of them, we are running uh, God's Word and Culture because we see that there's a problem in uh, believing and confusion people, so we have to teach the truth so that people understand the true word of God. And also we are also uh, having a running course in um, uh, Holy Spirit, work of the Holy Spirit, because in we have different beliefs. So ensure that when we teach this, uh, uh, people must understand the word of God, how the Holy Spirit is working in the life of the people. Uh, and there are other training that we are also doing with our leaders training too, we thought that uh, we should have a, a potential young people who would come to the, attend this course and train, uh, so that they, when they when we finish, they will be the next generation to take the church forward. Mm. That's the whole purpose that we are running this course. Uh, there are courses that we need to be run. Uh, okay. So he's somebody I work really closely with, um, and one who's really grasped the importance of standing on God's word. But really it seems like God's word is a layer on top of the cultural beliefs. It's not really transforming, impacting, and changing their lives. Um, One pastor says God's word is like a cap. You put it on, and you take it off again. Um, Pastor Marseille is going to give us a prayer point. Finally, I think uh, our prayer point is that we need, need to pray for us and ensure that the people around here can be grounded in the word of God. Now, many things are coming up. Chances are coming up. Technology is coming up. Development is coming up. Technology is coming up. And people are confused. All these things, so we need your prayer uh, to support in, in this area so that our people, all of us, will be grounded in the word of God. For, Next generation to take off. Thank you. I'm a bit nervous about doing this video. <laughs> um, yes, but however dark and difficult it may seem, we must always remember that God is on his throne, that he reigns, he rules, and no one and nothing can change that. And if my friends in Papua New Guinea can remember that and live that out, then things will begin to change. Um, yeah. In our Rumgine churches, we see mostly women and few men, with even fewer young people. This is just some of them doing a welcoming dance. But it's sad to see so many youth turning away from God. Many of them have got no purpose in life. Uh, Many of them have finished their education, but they can't find a job. So their parents obviously expect them to find a job and to pay back for all the school fees that they've poured into them. And they want a job too. They want to have a purpose. But it's impossible to find enough jobs. So what can they do? They're educated. They don't want to go back to the village. Um, So many of them turn to marijuana, alcohol, pornography, magic practices, looking for belonging, looking for hope. And how they need Jesus. Uh, So I'd really appreciate your prayers for them that he alone can satisfy them. They need Jesus. So our latest training course has been on some of these kind of topics, uh, pornography and um, marijuana. 
trying to help people to look at what the Bible says, look at what's happening in the culture, and to choose um, the right things. So we had a, a good training course with some of the youth leaders from the area, and the idea now is that they take that training and go back and teach their youth groups um, some of those things. One of them is Oscar. He's a youth leader in a remote area. And for 12 years, he was addicted to marijuana. He was selling marijuana to other people as well. But God rescued him. And so now he's leading the youth group and helping to uh, use his experience to help other youth to come to Jesus. So God is working um, in Papua New Guinea. So praise God for that. And the area youth leader, uh, so the Isana, he is the area youth leader, and he's responsible for coordinating the youth work and equipping the youth leaders. But he also has a full-time job in the training school, so it's hard for him. But he's one of the stars that shine really brightly. He's a great encouragement to me. He often leads worship in our church and urges people to pray and to read the Bible. Now, that may not sound anything much here, but it's quite something in Papua New Guinea to have somebody who's always urging others to pray and to keep reading God's word. And in the English fellowship, he's reintroduced evening fellowship, uh, saying that God's day is all for God, not just the mornings. So that's something, too, uh, we don't normally see. So please do pray for Sana. Um, he needs time and energy to coordinate the youth leaders in the district so they can be equipped to reach out to the youth and to point them to Jesus, the one who gives hope and purpose, life and light. Another uh, a person that God has changed recently is Mr. David. He's the elementary school teacher. Some of you may recognize his face. He's been on some of my prayer letters, so some of you may have prayed for him. I'm not sure. But he is going to tell you for himself how God has made a difference in his life. Good day. My name is Mr. Emsley David, TIC, teacher in South of Rongona Elementary School. I am married with four children, two boys and two girls. I want to... I want to express myself how I have received Jesus in my life. I transferred in here in Rongonai 2018, and this is my fifth year in Rongonai, 2023 now. And this is the beginning of the year. And in my stay in Rongonai, uh, I have came to a missionary doctor, Dr. Roshi Kota, that I have read a lot of books from me, uh, buying a Bible from me, and going through the Bible studies, from now I can see that Jesus has really changed my life. Without Jesus, I have been uh, not feeling the life that I have been feeling, I am feeling now. I, from this very moment, I can feel that the life in Jesus Christ is the great life that I have experienced and I have come through. And I really want to thank my God for calling me and dedicating my life to God to save Jesus and to also save Jesus to others who are in need to come to Jesus. 
so we as a family can stand and we can praise God and worship God in our daily walks of life until God calls us one day and we'll all meet again in heaven as family of God. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing at the football field. Currently now I am also on TIC and also I'm engaged to run a soccer association in the field and my motive is there to bring more youths to know Jesus. So when I'm at the field I'm always encouraging youths the word of God and also I'm putting up programs for pastors to go there to the field and say word of God to youths. At least a 30 minutes sharing word of God. We have football break and then Pastors come and pray and say word of God and say the conclusion prayers and then we continue our games. And when I'm there at the field conducting the game, I'm also encouraging youths to come to church and to follow Jesus, reading Bible, praying, sharing what Jesus had done to me from my own experience. Mm-hmm. That Jesus is great that he can change. He can do some things that you can you can't see in your lives and previously. But when you express Jesus when you accept him and you will see that your life will be a very, very marvelous life. You're going to enjoy. You're going to see the great victory of Jesus in life, overcoming especially in sins, mm-hmm. in different areas, different walks of life. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy to see boys appreciating and being happy to running the program, especially in the field for my youths. And now we have completely and successfully completed the grand final games without previous, like previous experiences that we have been having without Christ. When I was there conducting the game, I put a lot of input of Jesus Christ, teaching them some teachings of Jesus, conduct, behaviors, attitudes. So in part, we have to follow Jesus. So when they hear, they are always happy, they're always excited. And then I see some youth starting coming to church now. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And I... Pray that God will continue to guide and protect me to do my ministry. Mm-hmm. As I am also praying for my gift, that I'm I'm not really sure what is my really gift, but as I am praying, I can see that I am trying to encourage more people to come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it it's might wonderful. be a, a gift for me yeah. to bring more people to Jesus yeah. on the road in the houses, wherever I meet you. I'm always discussing about Jesus with them, yeah. and I'm encouraging them to come to Jesus. Uh-huh. read more Bible, pray every day, sing, pray songs to God, and live with good conscience, accents, words that we use every day towards family, friends. We must always walk with Jesus. Because when we have Jesus, we have positive mindsets. So don't you love the way that he loves Jesus and now he wants everybody else to know about Jesus and he's holding out the message of life wherever he goes. He does it on the football field, And he also does it in his elementary school, um, where he has 60 young students. He started a library this year, as the students are interested to read. And these are some of the books that we have provided for them in the school. He also tries to reach the parents and to encourage the parents. So he's doing what Philippians 2.15 reminds us to do. Hold out the message of life and light. Um, We need to hold fast to the word of life and we need to hold out the word of life. Um, And that's what I want to do, don't you? To hold fast to the word of life and to hold out that message of life so that others around us can have life and light.
Let's share what we know. Let's share the light and life that we have. I hope that we're all looking for ways to share Jesus, to, to share life, to share light. Whether in the football field, whether at school, in the classroom, in the school, in, in the uh, shops, uh, as we travel. Let's be shining like stars, holding out God's word, God's amazing message of life. Let's hold it out. Uh, It's freely available to all who will respond. Do stars continue to shine in the day? Yes, they do. They're shining. We can't see them, but they're still shining. So shining is not only for the night. It's for all days, every time. God wants us to shine every day, everywhere, always, as we can see in this visual aid. So let's do that. So if you put your trust in Jesus, you are a star. (laughs) So let's shine for Jesus every day, everywhere, always. We have his Holy Spirit living in us. Um, We can, he will help us. Let's depend on him. Let's ask him to help us to shine. We are to be different from the world. If you're young and, and at school, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to be different. We all want to fit in, but Jesus calls us to shine for him. Um, It's more important, isn't it, to please Jesus and to live for him. You know, love and forgiveness and thinking of others more than yourselves are good ways that we can shine for Jesus. Those characteristics are different from those around us. So those of you that know Jesus, let's shine for him. Let's be stars. And if you haven't put your trust in Jesus yet, can I encourage you to be a star? (laughs) Not in the way the world thinks of stars, being famous and looked up to, but in a way that will last for eternity. You can have purpose and fulfillment in your life now. And then you can shine for Jesus. You can have the joy of holding out the message of life to your friends. And there's nothing greater than that joy of holding out the message of life and having friends come to know him and put their trust in him. So I do hope that all of us here will be stars or become stars or shine for Jesus. I just wanted to say thank you to you for your faithful prayers for me. Uh, Please do continue to pray. Pray for me that I will shine, uh, that I will come to know Jesus more and more and be like him more and more. Pray for the people that we've seen tonight for Jennifer, Oscar, Sana, this Pastor Marseille, um, Mr. David, pray that God will help them to continue to shine and that more and more people in Papua New Guinea will shine in the darkness of their cultural beliefs. Um, There are some um, prayer cards um, out on the table out there uh, that maybe can remind you uh, to pray for us and obviously... um, we can have as a, a list if you want to sign up for prayer letters uh, when I go back. Um, so that's what I wanted to say tonight. Um, have we got some time for questions? I think uh, a few moments. Yeah, thank you so much <laughs> for not only sharing um, all about Papua New Guinea with us, but also a really important message. Um, did me a lot of good. Trust it did us all a lot of good. Um,
I think one, one thing that particularly struck me is it's such a different part of the world, but the, the word is still so relevant, isn't it? It just speaks mm. into the, so many different situations and, and has such an impact. Um, we have got a few moments for questions. If anyone's got anything that's triggered off in their mind they want to ask, questions at all. It is spreading through the whole of P&G and through lots of other church groups and missions. So I just work in a quite a small area in what's called the North Fly. Um, but there are other, many other churches and denominations. So uh, the government want to say that P&G is a Christian country. But when I look at what happens and the beliefs, it doesn't quite fit with my thinking. <laughs> of what a Christian country should look like. Yeah. Can I just ask, what, what can happen to you as spiritists and have towards Christians? Are you sometimes one of the targets of attacks against us when we're not revolting um, Christians are accepted. There's not an antagonism to Christians, but... <coughs> I think their thinking is you just add God into all the other spirits. Um, so they don't like it when I try and say, no, you can't have God and all the other spirits and all the other customs. You have to stop doing some of those things that God hates and detests. They don't like it when I say that, uh, or anybody says that. Uh, but there's not any persecution there um, they do sometimes accuse me of being a spirit of the dead, so there's a suspicion and a lack of trust. Um, they think that I am stealing their things because I'm a spirit of the dead, um, which is a very strange belief, I know, for all of you here. Um, yes, but that's the only kind of antagonism or mistrust or suspicion that I get. Hmm. Um, that's a difficult question because sometimes they shine on some days and then somebody dies and the sickness comes and they're off talking about magic and sorcery. So they kind of shift between saying the right things and living and then um, mixing up with, with magic and sorcery talks. Um, so it's kind of difficult to, to know. There's not many that really stand firm and strong on God's word only. I probably could count them on my hands and fingers, <laughs> the ones I know, um, who really stand firm. Uh, many of the others have one foot in, in both canoes. Um, um, Church-wise, well, there's a lot of students at Rimgine, so we probably have about 100 people in the church that I go to, most of whom are students. Um, probably similarly in the two local churches either side of me about 100 people that come, come for church. But 
they're not really shining very very brightly, many of them. Yeah. Got time for one more question if anyone's got one more. If you think of any questions at any other point, of course, um, I'm sure Rose would be happy to speak to you. I think they have, um, I don't do medicine anymore, but when they come to the hospital, um, they ha- have accepted Western medicine, but usually they've done their magic things first, or otherwise they come to the hospital, they don't get better quickly, and then they go off to the village and try and solve it in their cultural way. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, it's almost like, you know, you take whatever works. So if the hospital works, that's good. If it doesn't, then let's go back to the cultural ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a moment, uh, we're going to sing a song, uh, Shine, Jesus, Shine, that Rosie has chosen for us. But before we do that, uh, I've asked a couple of people to pray and to commit some of those things to God. Uh, we heard from Mr. David, and I've asked Mr. David to pray. <laughs> I did do that before I realized, um, but that, that works well. Um, so, Mr. David, if you'd be happy to pray, and then uh, Roger, if you'd be happy to pray afterwards. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, Dr. Rosie. We thank you for her faithfulness to you and her faithfulness to the people in Papua New Guinea, Lord. Lord, it must be so discouraging and so hard when she's seen so many Um, missionary groups move away from the area where she is Lord but Lord we just thank you that she has persevered and that she's continued on in your strength Lord and Lord we thank you that you are the God in control of all things Lord and that you can give her the strength that she needs for each day Lord and Lord we really pray that you continue to do that and Lord we pray for those that are Christians or would say that they are Christians Lord We really pray that you'd help them to be fully grounded in your word and that they would know that they don't need anything beyond you and beyond your word, Lord. That they would accept you and only you, Lord, and that they would put aside the um, cultural beliefs and the beliefs in spirits, Lord. Lord, we know it must be such a difficult thing to do, Lord, when... They may be the only one in their family or in their, in their group, Lord, that truly believes in you, Lord. And so, Lord, we pray for Jennifer, Lord. We pray that you would be with her as she tries to be that shining light with her family, Lord, as, they, as she grieves for the loss of her brother, Lord. We pray that you'd give her the strength and the courage and the wisdom to continue to shine brightly, Lord. And that even just through the way that she behaves and the way that she lives, Lord, that would be a a testimony of you to her family, Lord. And that would make them want to seek you and want to find out more about you. And Lord, we pray for the 
youth workers as well. Lord, we pray for Sana as he um, coordinates the youth youth leaders, Lord. We pray that you'd really help them to reach out to the young people, Lord. Lord, there's so many temptations and so many um, distractions, Lord. But Lord, we pray that you'd help them to um, capture their hearts and capture their minds, Lord, for you. That you would bless them as they speak to the young people, Lord. And that you would open their eyes and open their hearts to your word. Lord, we thank you for the number of people there that are actually trying to spread your word, Lord. We just pray that you would continue to give them strength. Pray that you would help them to resist the temptation to fall back on old beliefs and, and old ways, Lord. Even when those around them are doing it, Lord. And pray our we pray that you would help them to continue to come to you in all things. So Lord, we just commit Dr. Rosie and the work in Papua New Guinea to you, Lord, and ask that you would continue to bless her as she works with them. In Jesus' name, Amen. A loving loving Heavenly Father, we started this evening looking at the night sky through your the height and the depth and the length of your compassion uh, to each one of us. And O oh Lord, that compassion is not com- confined to us here in Crowborough. It is for the world and in that world is Papua New Guinea. O oh Lord, we do ask that you may have an influence on their beliefs in witchcraft and drugs and the domestic violence that is so ve- that is relevant there at this present time. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you will speak to the hearts of the people there. We think of Pastor Massa and the congregation of students he has in that church there. We ask that your word is simply explained to them will bring them nearer to Christ or even to Christ. They may see in him a loving saviour and we ask dear Lord that they may even turn to the Lord Jesus Christ because they are welcome at his feet because you have said whoever believes will be saved. We also think of Mr. David as well and the uh, way he is getting alongside the, the youth in there in his football and the way he represents the message to them at their breaks. We would pray for him, that you would give him courage, strength. And, O oh Lord, we would ask, also ask that you would speak to his children 
that they may be the generations to follow on. Lord, we've all, Tim has already prayed for Jennifer in her sadness of her loss of her brother and the times that people are getting on at her because of his death. We do ask that she may be able to stand as a shining star because we know all things work together to those that love Jesus Christ for their good and for the good of others. We would encourage now, dear Lord, Dr. Rosie and her work, even though she is many miles away from her friends there in Raganay, do help her to take time out from that to be refreshed and strengthened and we ask that she will be prepared for your service as she returns there later this year. Do give her health and strength in her time while she is here in the UK and further health and strength to spread your gospel in that remote part of the, the country, O oh Lord, we ask. Bless her work and bless the work of those in the community at this present time that are there spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, a loving Saviour. We ask in your name. Amen. Well, thank you again, Dr. Rosie, for sharing that with us. We're going to finish our meeting this evening by singing, uh, as I said, a song that Rosie has chosen for us, uh, Shine, Jesus, Shine. So when the music starts, let's stand and sing.